I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I am your host, Craig Ansell. We're up to episode 121, Making Your Dream a Reality. Some of the inspiration from today's show came from a recent interaction I had with a young lady from the Foster Youth of America. She would stop by our Career Growth Made Easy table during the annual Elevation Conference. She was professionally dressed and had a confident demeanor about herself. As she kind of stood there looking over our table content, I asked her, is there any way that we can help you today? What kind of goals, ambitions, dreams do you have? And is there a way that we can help you on your career growth journey starting out? She confidently stood there and said, I want to own a business. And I thought, holy smokes, that's awesome. So we pulled to the side and spent a little time talking about her dreams, her ambitions, and goals. I'll tell you, though, I had a concern. It was that her dream was too vague. While being supportive, I know all too well, working in project management and as an engineer, that we have to define what we're going after so that we can be successful. Once we define it, we need to break it down. It's like what I shared in a prior episode about eating an elephant. When something's too big, too big to be conquered, we should break it down into bite-sized, manageable pieces. Thus, there's the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? Simply, one bite at a time. For her, she likely will need to do that. But first came the breakdown of what owning a business meant to her. So we talked about why she wanted to own a business. And her first response was, I want to own it because I want to sell things. Okay, great. So I shared with her, if she had time, I'd like to work with her further at no cost to help her make her dream become a reality. Some of the tools that I used with her briefly at the table during the show were part of something called the five whys. There's also some reverse engineering or rather reverse reasoning that I did with someone that came to the table a little later, and I'll see if we have time to talk about that. Using the five whys is a simple technique where you simply ask respectfully, confidently, and patiently, why do you want to start a business? The person responds with, in this case, she wants to sell things. Okay. The next question I will ask her, guess what? Why? Why would you like to sell things? We didn't get to that portion yet as she wanted to think about what those things were. The five whys will help us when we sit down and talk, and I'm looking oh so forward to spending some time with her, whether it's on a phone call or a virtual meeting in the near future. 
The five whys can help you too, helping make your dream a reality. Let me tell you a second story though. I've been very fortunate to be able to speak at both public and private Central Florida schools. Recently, a topic came up more than once during my discussions. It was about statements that students made during previous job fairs. The statement was as simple as, I want to be an engineer. So I thought to myself, okay, great, that's excellent, being a fellow engineer. We'd love to have somebody else on the team. So naturally, I shared, hey, what did that lead to? What kind of conversation did you have? And their answer was, I don't know. I just wanted to design stuff. So it's kind of back down to the five whys. Why do you want to be an engineer? I don't know. I just want to design stuff. So using that five why tool, it kind of breaks down the process. So then said, okay, well, um, uh, why do you want to define stuff? Excuse me. Why do you want to design stuff? And then I found out they said, well, really, I just want a corner office. I want to work on a computer and I want to tell people what to do. Okay, let's hit the brakes here for a moment. First of all, we can use this tool, one of our two tools today, the five whys, and the other, our reverse reasoning, to help narrow down the type of engineering focus or discipline that you might be interested in. But unfortunately, there's a bigger problem here. I just want a corner office and tell people what to do. Mind you, this feedback came from high schoolers. There's nothing wrong with dreams. I'll tell you that right now. We should all have dreams, goals, and ambitions. But there can be something wrong with believing that we're entitled to something, having a corner office and telling people what to do. We can aspire to reach that over time, getting that corner office. I probably wouldn't use the phrase telling people what to do. I might use the phrase mentor, coach, lead, manage, supervise, things of that nature. But that comes with maturity and experience. So I inquired to the faculty about what sort of coaching or what kind of feedback they provided some of these students that made similar statements. One of the points that they recommended to the students was that they explore entry-level positions, potentially technical, hands-on positions. I loved that idea and thought it was great. The school went on to show me that they had a closet full of technical hands-on experiments. There were electrical components, there were mechanical components, things that you could piece together and understand how circuits worked and how energy flowed. It was just great to see. I'll tell you from my own viewpoint, stepping away from this topic for a moment, I'll tell you that I did just that. I started out in college, interning, and it was in a technical position. It was under my discipline for electrical engineering. I had a great time learning about the specifics of this particular product that I was helping build, and it was regarding electromagnetism. It was reading EMF, or electromagnetic fields, sensing the magnetic waves that are all around us all the time. Working in my field while I was in college was incredibly beneficial to me. No, I didn't go on to be an EMF-type designer or work in the electromagnetic field, But being able to put hands-on to the components that I learned about with my book smarts, being able to understand how you properly assemble 
properly design a circuit, and then test it was critical to my success, or at least critical to accelerating my success as I became more experienced once I received my degree. There were times also that I unfortunately misassembled or incorrectly assembled something on the circuit, and the um, diagnostic tool that I was building didn't work as expected. So I had to go back to the drawing board, break down the circuits, each section of the components, and see what I might have done wrong, or if there was a defective component or something installed in the wrong location. That troubleshooting, while not providing too much value to my, my end customer, my boss, right, wasn't producing the required amount of meters that day, that provided me with very valuable insight. You know, I talk about lessons learned and best practices. And for me, even at that young age, being in college helped me realize I wasn't perfect. I made mistakes. And sometimes I had to go back to the boss man, the owner of the company, and ask him for help. Within a few moments, he he tested some critical locations on the circuit board and realized it's in this quadrant of the board, this area of the board, because it shouldn't be sending the signal out at the early stages. So why did I go into that in a little bit of detail? It's great to have dreams. It's great to have ambitions and goals. However, to make our dreams reality, number one, we need to break them down into bite-sized pieces using that old elephant concept, right? Eat the elephant one bite at a time. Then our dreams, our ambitions need to be realistic. And what I mean by realistic is going from the high school phase to I want to be an engineer is great. That's a great passion, a great energy, a great focus and vision to have. But don't have the wrong reasons. At least that's my suggestion. Have the right reasons. Wanting to be in a corner office someday? Not a problem. Maybe your parents have corner offices and maybe you want to aspire to be them. But I'm quite sure your parents didn't wake up one day and say, I want to boss people around, right? I want to tell people what to do. Maybe in their younger years they thought that, but ultimately it comes down to wisdom, leadership, knowledge, being a supervisor, a manager, a team lead. Those things require knowledge, confidence, and the ability to communicate effectively with others. So kind of, you know, as I work with high schoolers and also some folks in college, as well as the Fortune 500 world, I have to do a reset depending on their level of experience and then their their level of knowledge when it comes down to the job force and just kind of see where they're at. There's your there's your book smart skills that play a critical role, but then there's also your street skills and your emotional intelligence. How well do you effectively communicate? How well do you understand other people when they ask you questions? or when they provide you instruction? How well do the other people listening to you understand you when you give an explanation or ask a question? How concise are you when you speak? You need to be able to pinpoint what it is you're trying to get across your message. You need to be able to focus on what it is you're trying to achieve. If you're asking a question, what's the point of your question? You're trying to gain information from the other people that you're speaking to. Try to be focused and concise. When it comes down to the title of this show, which is Making Your Dream a Reality, if your dream is huge, almost seems impossible, insurmountable, like the elephant, break it down into bite-sized pieces and see what is step one, what is step two. 
Hey, like the size of an elephant, you might have some difficulty. You might not eat the elephant in the correct order, whatever order that is. This is fictional, right? But the point is, step by step, make progress and see how you can use the five whys to make your dream become a reality. Working with another girl that stopped by our table during the Foster Youth of America event, she said she wasn't sure what she wanted to be or what she wanted to do. And that's how I almost titled today's show as well. So I asked her, what are you interested in? She immediately responded, I don't know. Is there anything in your your childhood, anything in your your schooling, your education that you're interested in? Do you have any particular... um, uh, interests outside of school? you part of any groups, a- any um, sport activities, anything like that? No, just interested in everything, just general interest. Okay. So we weren't able to pinpoint what she was interested in. And that's not a problem. That can't always happen when you're kind of, you know, put under the spotlight and you walk up to a table having probably never met me or my daughter supporting the event for the first time. But I'll tell you what, I was able to say to her, hey, there's another tool we can use, and it's called reverse reasoning. She hadn't heard of it, and so I mentioned, as a reverse engineer, I've had to do this quite frequently. Take something that was built and unbuild it, if you will. Figure out why it was built the way it was and what the purpose was. So with reverse reasoning, we approached her situation like this. What is it that you want to do? I don't know. Okay, no problem. You're not sure of things that you like versus things you dislike, so let's work on the opposite. Let's work on what we dislike. I said to her, for example, are you comfortable with uh, working on animals or working with people? Maybe I said, hey, how comfortable are you around blood or injuries? And if she was not someone that was comfortable with that, I wouldn't recommend her going after a veterinary degree or possibly working in the medical field. But if she was someone that liked computers and analysis and helping people, but just not being around people, maybe she she could be a lab technician scanning data, scanning results from from computer analysis and lab work, not actually working with the the, uh, materials themselves, but the data entry side of it and helping people find out what they're maybe allergic to what their uh, you know what their current health is as well as hey do they have any particular health concerns that they should be made aware of so it just gave her some food for thought thinking about reverse reasoning if today you don't know what your dream is you can't make that dream a reality but if you sit back and say i don't like this i don't want to do that i certainly don't want to go there I don't want to live here and I don't want to travel there or heck, I don't like flying. I don't like boating or I'm uncomfortable. I get seasick, whatever the case is. You can start to write down a a not to do list, right? With your reverse reasoning. It does sound a little bit negative, mind you. Okay, I'll give you that. And this show is not about negativity. It's in fact about the complete opposite, but we can use negativity or reverse reasoning to our advantage here. Think about the things that you don't like, you don't want to do, or you prefer not to do. That can help you identify things you might like to do. For example, I hate it or I dislike it when it's cold outside. I hate the cold weather. Well, let's try the opposite. How much do you like warm or hot weather? Oh, I love it. Okay, now we have a like. You like hot, warm weather. Maybe you'd like to live in a southern state. Maybe you'd like to travel more and be in the hotter climate zones. Who knows? 
What do they have there for availability? Do they have local manufacturing, local engineering shops, if you want to work in those facilities? What education could you receive working in the southern states or in a southern part of the country? Just some ideas there to bounce off, right? Think about the five whys. Think about reverse reasoning to help you identify your dream and make it a reality. We're here to help you from high school, college, all the way into the professional workforce. Whether you're looking for your first job or moving towards a promotion and everything in between. Targeting jobs, interview winning resumes, excelling at interviews, and even high performance growth. Please consider us your advocate and a resource. Visit my website, craigansell.com. We have a scheduling tool so you can set up your appointment with me for one-on-one virtual coaching. I have our resume and cover letter masterclasses to help you. Speaking of cover letters, nowadays, jobs are starting to ask for them again to find out more about you than just what's on your resume. Don't do what several of my students told me they were doing. They were ignoring job postings that had cover letters required or cover letters strongly encouraged. If you're skipping those job postings, chances are many other people are too. Be someone that steps up, learns how to write an effective cover letter with my quick course, my digital course online, and be that person that submits their first job application with cover letter required. You'll have really high hopes of getting the interview because you'll be one of the few that did so. Have a wonderful day ahead. This has been the Career Growth Made Easy Show, and I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We've just closed episode 121, Making Your Dream a Reality. We'll talk to you next week. Blessings. (laughs) 